Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I am your host for this episode. My name is Dan and I'm joined today, uh, this episode by an entrepreneur who helps entrepreneurs. Jeff Chastain is uh, a professional EOS implementer, so he gets to help entrepreneurs implement this EOS, this system, which is super powerful. So Jeff, welcome to the show. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being on this side of the microphone. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, because as, as somebody who does this also, your podcaster, this is a different feel for you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's one thing being on the other side, listening to all the episodes and enjoy the content and everything. But yeah, completely different being on the other side. Yeah. Good. Well, welcome to the show, man. Um, so tell me, so I, I introduced you as a, as a professional EOS implementer, but if I were to ask who's Jeff, how do you, what, how, who are you? <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself <laughs> and why, and why you do what you do. What, what makes this such a cool thing for you? Well, to me, it's, it's really almost, I don't know, it's not, it's not a combination, but it's, it's a, it's a journey that I've personally been on that I actually have been doing consulting work for 15 plus years now and started out actually in the technology field. So I was doing virtual CTO, uh, fractional CTO work for entrepreneurial type companies. And I'd go into a company and we'd go to implement a CRM system or something like that. And it just turned into in working with them, it's like, okay, you don't have the sales process figured out that we're trying to implement this technology tool to help make more efficient. And until you get that foundational work in place, you're just not realizing the benefits of these technology tools that I'm trying to work with you on. And it was really along that time or along that journey that I came across traction from, from Gina Wickman there and really just fell in love with the system because I'm, I'm a big process person myself there. And just the, the tools, the practices, everything in EOS is really just designed from a simplistic standpoint for the entrepreneur. And it was like, okay, this is what my clients are needing right now. So I actually made the transition to say, okay, instead of being the fractional CTO, I'm going to be more of a business coach and actually coach, lead, train these entrepreneurs. And okay, this is how you implement the foundation in your business so that you can regain the traction, regain the momentum and actually have some fun in your business again. Yeah. So what does that shift look like from consultant fractional CTO into coach? What's the difference between those? It's, it's definitely a major shift because with the, with the consulting side, you're really in there trying to implement a solution. You're down in the business. You're working in the business. Whereas as a coach, my role here is actually to stay outside of the business, stay outside and be that neutral kind of third party so that I can teach you and train you. But at the same time, I almost look at it as, as trying to like uh, teach your kids how to ride a bicycle. You don't want to sit here and run next to them forever holding on <laughs> the back of the seat here. My, my, my goal is simply sure. to get you to have the, the balance, have the, the ability, have the, the knowledge there of the system to where you can take it and run with it yourself here. And I step out of the way at that point. So with, with my clients, with my customers here, I will typically work anywhere from 
six, nine months training them up to a few years kind of a thing, and then let them go on their own. Occasionally, I'll get a few that just like having that third party on the outside every quarter saying, okay, why are you doing these things? Hold you accountable. Why, why didn't you meet your numbers, et cetera, this, this quarter? But for the most part, my goal is really to help you graduate. Yeah. And that's, that's, to me, that's really the difference between coaching and consulting is consulting. You're tied to your hourly rate. You're tied to a project. Hey, can we get the next project? Can we keep going here? Whereas as a coach, I'm here to train you and, and let you run. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea of, of graduating. You yeah. Know, I, I want to see my, my person, my partner, my, my child, my, you know, business, whatever this is, go to the next level. And that brings, I would imagine some satisfaction then, huh? Oh yeah. Now that's, that's really what I enjoy seeing the entrepreneurial spirit. Cause you, you, you look at the statistics and a lot of times they hit that four and five year mark. And that's kind of the second point of failure in most businesses. And really at that point, they've really kind of outgrown what they started with the two, three, four person team. And it's just, they've, they've lost the fun. They've lost the passion. And especially the visionary types just kind of throw up their hands at that point and say, okay, this ain't any fun. I'm going to go start <laughs> something new over here. And if we can, show them a way of, okay, let's put the foundation. It's, it's almost kind of counterintuitive. Okay. Put the foundation in place, put some of these processes in place. This structure actually gives you more flexibility in your business, gives you that fun back that, okay, now we actually can move forward. We can be productive. We can move into new markets. We can grow and scale here and I can, I can enjoy my business again. And, yeah. and just seeing that enjoyment come back in is, is really what I get the most out of for it. Absolutely. So speaking of what you get out of it, um, I'd love to know um, your why behind what you do, right? Your motivation, why you get out of bed in the morning. What's your big philosophical why as Jeff Chastain? Well, it's in a lot of ways, I kind of almost touched on it already that, that when I was doing the consulting work, it was just, okay, another project, another hourly billing, another contract, whatever. And it's just like, okay, where's, where's the satisfaction out of that? Whereas, like I said, with, with here, with doing coaching, this kind of work, I really get to see that company grow up. I, I get to see them that reinvigorate that, that company, get people excited because when you've got people there's a big difference when you, you've got the person that just goes to work for the job, goes to work for, okay, I'm getting another paycheck. Yeah, I'm just here because I need a job versus the person that's really excited about what they do that, hey, I'm really contributing to this company. And when you can take that company and get a the, the, the vision, the ideas of that leader and show everybody in the company, okay, this is who we are as a company. This is where we're going. These are our 10-year goals. This is really what we're trying to do as a company and get all of your team on board with that and get them all excited about that. To me, seeing that kind of excitement, again, just seeing that kind of organic inside growth to say, okay, yeah, now we're, we got people that are excited to come to work, excited to work on these projects, excited to work with this business. And then the potential of where that business can go from there is just, to me, that's the, that's the whole draw to it right there. Yeah. That'll get you out of bed early in the morning, won't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, and knowing that why has to help in the, in the rough times, cause I'm sure it's not all perfect. Right. Um, oh, it's definitely not. Yeah. So, so in those moments, like every, it seems like so many entrepreneurs have that, that moment or maybe several moments of throwing their hands up enough is enough. I'm just, Oh my gosh, why did I do this? I'm, I need to go work for somebody else. Have you had those moments over your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, I definitely have. Yeah. And, and, and even these times right now with all the, the pandemic and everything is, is caused a shift in practically every business kind of thing out there. So it's, it's one of those I've always looked at it and said, because it actually struck me, I, 
I'm not the typical prototypical entrepreneur. I actually started my corporate world or started started my adult life in the, in the corporate world. I started with HP and there was, I just couldn't ever find my place in there working within that big corporate environment. So the, actually the timing when HP and compact decided to merge, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to take my exit here. But in looking at that, I, was, uh, I don't know, five, six years married. We'd actually just bought a new house kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Had a, a one-year-old with a, a second one on the way. And it's like, yes, I'm leaving my corporate job. I'm leaving all the safety net and we're going to go start something new. Ooh. Probably kind of crazy looking back at it. But at the same time, I've had that happen. I've had other cases in doing the consulting work where, okay, the, the, the client just decided for whatever reason, okay, we're cutting the contract today. Just no notice kind of thing. Pull the floor out from under you. but I've always, I, I don't know, whether it's just being on the right path, my faith, whatever, have always come out of each one of those better. That anytime I look back at that, it's yes, there was a rough time. Yes, there was a rough patch, but we've always landed better and actually landed a better client or landed a better project. In this case, landed landed a whole new business kind of a thing this way. There's like, okay, again, this is, the, I enjoy doing this now, but if I had stayed stuck in the, the old ways and say, okay, yes, I'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over you're not going to get any difference out of that. It's, it's, and that's a lot of ways that I have to kind of nudge and push some of the clients a little bit more is to say, okay, the fact that you've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, yet you want something different, that doesn't equate. You've got to make a change if you want to do something different. And sometimes that change is forced on you, like today with all the, the pandemic and making everybody work on, on remotely and things like that. And other times it's simply just a case of you've got to make the change in your own business to say, okay, I'm the, I'm the one, I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the, the visionary at the top of the chain and I'm holding my own company back here by trying to keep such a tight rein on it. And I've got to trust my people and let it go. And that's a major change for a lot of people. But at the same time, if you can do that successfully, all of a sudden you can see your company grow significantly. Yeah. And, and how do you coach them through that? That has to be a really difficult thing. I, mean, I have a hard time giving up control and I'm not oh, yeah. an entrepreneur. I'm not a, an owner of a, of a multimillion dollar company. <laughs> How do you start that process of coaching them through that? Well, one of the, actually there's several different tools, several different components of EOS that go into that. But what it is, is building a whole organization sense of accountability and sense of transparency. So that if I trust that Sally over here in charge of sales if she's got her three or four metrics, uh, pick your dashboard technology or whatever, they're all green lights. I know she's taking care of her section of the company. I know she's doing what she's supposed to because we're meeting all the numbers. We're meeting the goals that we set at the beginning of the quarter. I don't have to go get in her pocket, back pocket and say, okay, watch over her shoulder. Are you sure you, you talked to this person right or did this? I, I can step back as that owner at that point and trust that, hey, I set these metrics, these goals over here for her to do her job. And as long as she's confident and capable and meeting those numbers, I can step back and trust her. And if I can do that across all my different teams, across sales, marketing, operations, et cetera, knowing that everybody's moving towards the same goal because they're all on board and that they're all meeting their numbers, then it's actually very freeing to me that, okay, I can step back and I can go golf on Fridays or I can go just go go have fun meeting with those those top tier clients or whatever and just again get back to the enjoyment of my my company here rather than being buried in the little nitty-gritty of every single little department. And so it's it's in a lot of ways, if you can kind of show them that picture and if you can show them the tools that okay, if we do this, 
you've got a good pulse on your business. And oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about all the little details. You can actually trust your people and go have fun again. A lot of times it's you almost got to start at the end and show them, okay, this is what it can be if you will trust the system. Gotcha. So systems, processes, communication, expectations, all that comes into play when to, to help let the reins go a little bit. That's good. All that comes into play and really making it transparent is, is one of the biggest things. The, the organization's got to be just completely transparent. Nobody's hiding anything. Everybody knows who's accountable exactly for what and how they're supposed to deliver. And just, again, it's just really open, really transparent, really honest, everybody with each other. And it, it really works. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's powerful. I love that, that idea of transparency across the board. Um, so at uh, Edmentis, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced then as that entrepreneur that you've had to work through and, and how do you work through those? Well, it, and in many ways, it's, it's no different than almost any other business, especially any other kind of professional services stuff that we're still, we're dealing with lead capture. We're dealing with, with processing people through the funnel. We're, we're dealing with things like that. So it's, it's many of the same issues. Um, almost going back to our original conversation, kind of a thing that I, I chose specifically to be more that boutique firm that I'm not looking necessarily to grow out, scale out, et cetera, my, my practice. I, again, that's, this is just my sweet spot that I enjoy right now being that coach that works hands-on because a lot of other programs, a lot of other things out there. Okay, here, pay, go ahead and log in, pay in. And, and here's our five, six video series. You go watch and do it yourself. Whereas EOS is really just a, it's a hands-on kind of approach that, okay, I'm, I'm literally sitting down now virtually, but still sitting down with my clients and their leadership teams for full day long sessions, teaching them these tools, working through them, actually working on their issues that, okay, we'll come back a month later and say, okay, you, you, you learned these tools a month ago and you started implementing them. Now, where's the challenges? Let's go back and revisit. Let's fine tune this kind of stuff and give you that one-on-one support. Whereas just sending you off to a set of videos is, is never going to get you that. Hmm. So good. So good. Thanks for sharing the, the challenges. Um, I think it's so interesting to hear the different entrepreneurs and different verticals and, and, and industries share the challenges and, and cross pollinate that. Um, it really is. And it's, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, it's many that share the same thing kind of thing. Because a, a lot of times yeah. I'll have people ask me, it's like, well, have you worked in my industry before? And it's like, well, not may, yes, yes or no, maybe, but it's like the concept of business, the concept of how we're going to handle issues, how we're going to handle people. That's the same in every business and everybody struggles with it, but it's the same in every type of business. You may have unique aspects of a software firm versus a manufacturing firm, but still the, the concept of, hey, we've got to have employees, we've got to manage employees, we've got to deal with issues around employees, we've got to do sales, we've got to do marketing, all that stuff is still the same. Yeah. I can't, I can't say it better than that. <laughs> it's all the same. And, and it has to be interesting too, for you as an entrepreneur uh, running your own business to learn from those other entrepreneurs and just continue to sharpen your skills in your business. huh? Yeah, I really love it. That's, that's always kind of been my passion is just uh, you can always go to a seminar, you can go to a webinar, whatever, but just sitting down and talking with somebody else that's run their business and that's, that's run into these challenges. And a lot of times that's, that's what I get again, just, 
personal benefit out of this is just being able to hear those other stories and say, okay, how did you start this business? How did you get in here? And obviously what struggles, what challenges have you had? But just being able to hear those other stories and even though it may be a different industry or something, you can still pick up bits and pieces of, oh, okay, you tried this or you did this system, you talked to this person, this coach or whatever, and got that value out of it really comes back into play and it's stuff you can build on personally. Yeah. So Jeff, if you could redo one thing over the last year or so, what would that be? Oh boy. I would say really one of my biggest challenges is still, <laughs> we've almost kind of touched on it already, is, is that ability to delegate and to not sit there and try to do everything myself that I'll, <laughs> I'll sit there and mess around with some video I'm working with or something else. I'm, I'm just like, okay, I can go hire somebody, outsource somebody, or I can do something like that and get that done so much more efficiently than my sitting there messing with something that's outside <laughs> of my expertise. Yeah. And just really that ability to hand things off and delegate has just, it's always been a, a struggle with mine of just like, okay, at some point you got to kind of back out and say, okay, somebody else can handle this better, more efficiently for sure than I can. And that's, that hadn't even been the last year. That's been forever. And I can't <laughs> say I fixed it either. <laughs> ongoing process, right? Oh, always yeah, growing. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of ongoing, always growing, what do you think success looks like or, or what do your plans look like three years from now, five years, 10 years? You know, what does the future look like for, for Jeff and for your, and for his company? Oh, that's, it's actually interesting you ask, cause that's actually a key part of EOS itself is that we're setting out those milestones, setting out what is your 10 year plan? What is your three year picture? Things like that to actually bring that back in because you want that vision in your head that everybody's looking towards the long-term goal. I, I, I always equate it to like the elephant. How do you eat an elephant kind of thing that your 10 year vision out there is your elephant, but yeah. we've got to bring that back down all the way to what we equate to a 90 day world to say, okay, these are these small steps we're going to take to make it to that, that long-term vision. So yeah, for me, it's really looking at the, the scope of the clients that I'm able to help. There's actually, I, I would actually like to build out more of a, a firm kind of thing, build out multiple uh, coaches and things, because that's one of the struggles I face. And it's, it's one of those, unfortunately, the, or the downside really to being so hands-on with clients is I can only help so many people. There's just flat out only so many days in a, in a calendar month kind of a thing that I can only help yeah. out. So if I could broaden that reach and be able to help more, that would definitely be a, a longer term goal that, that looking towards. But yeah, right now it's, it's, again, it's, we're taking a one, one client at a time, one project at a client, I'm kind of sitting here building today and looking at it just from obviously today what we're dealing with kind of a thing that's it's a lot more of a, a needle in a haystack of the, of the people that are willing still able to to go ahead and, and make that investment in their company and it it's one of those it's a hard time hard thing to convince them that okay yes things are down right now yes things are slow right now but it's actually the perfect time to reinvest and make you more productive make you more efficient either to work today and or to work down the road when things start lightening up, things start lifting up, the economy starts turning up. Cause at that point, the companies that invest now, they're the ones that always tend to jump out the gate fastest once the curtain lifts here. Right. Well, yeah. And that's just it. You know, when, when you're down, you invest when, when stocks are down, whatever this case may be, like when business is down investing so that you can ramp up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really good. Uh, so, so if, if we take that same analogy of the elephant and we go, okay, that the elephant's the 10 years, the the bite might be 2021. What does success look like in 2021 for you? Really at this point, it looks like a, 
honestly, where I'm trying to get is almost a, a more referral kind of based system, basically having more of my client based where they can almost talk to each other thing and start leveraging each other rather than having to do quite as much, much marketing or much outreach as on myself. But at the same time, it's, it's really just honestly building up that stability there that, that, that we're in a good position right now, but still obviously the, the more clients are the more breadth. Anytime I, I like dealing with different industries it actually gains more expertise that way. Because if I can go pull something from company A and say, hey, I've seen this implemented before, try this new idea or this new something over here, the the broader, and that's really just unending kind of a thing. As, as more clients I can deal with, as more different industries I can deal with, that just brings value to the next person that much more because I've got more more breadth to be able to uh, draw on at that point, really. So it's that's that's really my just almost the the 90 day strategy, et cetera, is just, okay, keep building that, that knowledge base, that expertise base going out there. Yeah. That's fantastic. So then keeping that in mind to bring more value and bring more, you know, diversity of portfolio to you, how can our community at leverage to scale, jump on board and support you in developing that vision? Well, it's, it's, I'd almost say, how can I help you guys in your community, et cetera, better. But there's, if you want to jump on the website, if you've got any questions, it's admentus.com. And there's a tab up there called resources that actually have uh, Gino Whitman's traction book. There's a second book called get a grip up there. The, the first chapter of both of those books is up there freely available. You can download those. And there's actually a organizational assessment checkup up there to where you can log in and actually it's, 20, 30 questions real quick, real easy, but it actually assesses how your current company compares to the six key areas that EOS outlines and basically sees where you are right now in the process, kind of set your baseline before you look into it. But reality is, like I said, the, the traction books up there, every bit of the system is written down in that book. You can get the book, you can go through it on your own if you want. My role or my benefit that I try to bring to the table is simply being that outside accountability, that outside knowledge source to help drive some of those practices in and help teach it. Because honestly, we're not all DIY, but still, if, if you want to check it out, I'm going to say, there's, there's, I don't ever push anything on anybody. If it's a fit for you, if it's a fit for your, your business, go check it out. And then second thing is just send me a question. I'm always, I'm always open for, for questions, feedback, anything like that. And it's just ask at admentos.com, but always send me a question. I'll be happy to answer or jump on a quick call. And we can talk about specific issues or anything else that might be impacting their business. Awesome. Sounds great. And you gave, you gave the, the, the website. So admentus.com and uh, look for Jeff Chastain on, on the social medias. Um, any, any, that, that was, that was great. Any parting thoughts you want to throw out there just to say, here's my final piece of wisdom. Oh, really? I'd, I must say we, we looked at it already is just, yeah, things are down right now, but still the, the ones I see having the most success and the ones I feel like are going to have the most success long terms are the ones that are looking out long term that, yeah, it's, it's easy to get bogged down in the day to day, especially when things are down. But Hey, if we can keep focusing forward, keep looking at, Hey, what can we do now to make things better down the road? That's always the businesses and the companies, the entrepreneurs that will have the most success. Yeah. Excellent. Jeff Chastain, thank you so much for being a part of Leverage to Scale. Appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. 
Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.